G'day and welcome to Aussie Vision. I'm Dale. And g'day, I'm Mike. And welcome to our Australia Decides Review and Rank series. And who do we have for this episode, Mike? This one's all about the up-and-coming Jude York and his song, I Won't Need to Dream. Mm. Mm. Well, Jude is a 22-year-old singer-songwriter from Toowoomba here in Queensland. Yes, I know Toowoomba very well. Mm. Um, my grandparents are from there, so I know that city. <laughs> so good on him for being there from there. Um, yeah, he's actually been involved in Australia Size in the past. He's been part of a duo called the Beamish Brothers with his with his brother. Mm-hmm. No surprise. And they just missed out on Australia Size last time. Um, they've um, basically, you know, he's they've done a lot of work together, but now he's looking to go into more of that solo career as Jude York. Mm. And here he is having an opportunity as going on the uh, Australia Decide stage. Yes, well, let's have a listen to what he's taking to the stage. This is Jude York with I Won't Need to Dream. Jude put this song in the portal for Australia Decides and it was chosen by the team. It was originally going to be sung by a different artist, but they they did go with Jude in the end, which is fantastic. Nice to see that he'll get to do his own song. Mm, definitely. He wrote it with um, an Atlanta-based um, musician or an artist called Billy Stonecipher. And in an interview he did with Kerryakos from our team, he revealed that the song came from the two writers basically getting together to do like a session and they were both feeling pretty down about life and that's where the song came from. Basically, we were both feeling um, quite down in the dumps the day we wrote it. We were kind of feeling a little bit defeated, I think, as is a common experience for aspiring musicians. And... um, we kind of decided we wanted to write the song we needed to hear and and that a message that we hope everyone else feeling down and um, really pessimistic about their own life can feel uplifted by listening to it. Yeah, I really like how the song comes from a very personal place and that definitely comes across, but it's also a little snapshot of that day and how they were feeling and capturing that emotion. So I think that really works. Yeah, I feel that like you can feel the emotion of there is a, a melancholic side of it as well as a really uplifting side. So I guess without further ado, we should probably go into some of the positive elements of the of the entry, Mike. Yeah, definitely. Look, I think there's such a delightful little delicate nature to the opening of this song it's almost sort of lullaby-like um and it's almost like a throwback from another era like a you know 30s 40s kind of hollywood movie kind of song so i think that's really interesting and something very unique i think a lot of people and i would say this as well it does remind me a little somewhere between that old hollywood and disney and musical theater and something in that nature but i think it captures a lot of the really good parts of all of them i think when we say Disney with this, I think we think old school Disney. It actually reminds you a lot of Wish Upon a Star, but oh. in a very adulty way. So I don't think that's a bad thing because I think that's familiar with all audiences. Definitely, definitely. I think the composition here is very, very good and it has an almost anthemic feel to it, but it's done in a very subtle way. It's not sort of hitting you over the head with it. And I think with Jude, there's no preconceived notions. 
he can kind of do there's no expectations about who he is as an artist it doesn't mean that obviously he's not as well known as a paulini for example even a jaguar jones of oh she's got to do rock he can just come out and do his thing and we can all discover this amazing artist together i think and i think also with that this song is almost a blank canvas for staging i think you could do anything with this true i I don't think it's a very stock standard here's your ballad here's your malfest turn i mean we're not going to get fuego choreography don't get me wrong (laughs) um but i do think there's a lot to work with because i think there's a few different little genres going on even a little bit of gospel-y um, elements in here yeah the production i think is handled very deftly um for me also i feel there's almost like a little brit pop element into this as oh, well really i oh, didn't pick yeah, that very okay. much so particularly in that little climb when they go through that bridge so you're right there there is a few different things here and they could take this in any kind of staging direction and how they want to interpret the song and i think there's something even coming up here People are interpreting the song in lots of different ways. Mm-hmm. Disney, Hollywood, Britpop, gospel. And there's all these different elements we've even mentioned today. And there is something very emotive and evocative of this song in a very delicate, as you said, or even subtle way. I think it grabs you without even realizing it does. Yeah. All right. I guess we should talk about some of the possible drawbacks on this one, Dale. I'll start. It is subtle. (laughs) It is a subtle ballad, and it it does have almost a musical theatre feel in there as well. Now, that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. And when you get to a Eurovision selection, particularly here in Australia, it may be the type of genre or the type of song that people just don't think is a Eurovision song. Yeah, and I, I think, um, and I think we'll hear this from the team coming up soon. It can be a bit clunky in its transitions between different elements, from going for the first verse into the bridge to the chorus, and and there's, it's not traditional. And there's a different, couple of different genres, and sometimes they come in and out without realizing. That's kind of nice and surprising, but is it also is it delightfully surprising? Also, just be like, oh, I didn't expect that to happen. I'm not sure I like it or not. So I think there's just a little few elements like that which could work well, could work against it. Yeah, he's he's also up against some really big, powerful ballads by big artists in this selection. Now we've seen in domestic uh, selections. Artist profile definitely helps. So I know you said it was a positive that he's got his own blank canvas and he can, uh, you know, show himself however he likes. There won't be that familiarity that perhaps other people have got as well. Yeah, a lot of pros can be the kind of potential drawbacks as well, can't they? They can work in both ways. Um, Also, I I think, look, as you mentioned, big names, but also big, powerful ballads coming this year. Mm -hmm. And also some other delicate ones that are maybe more commercial. So he's got a lot of competition. It wasn't a little bit like um, he's a kind of more uh, that kind of Disney musical theatery, Didiri. Um, but Didiri stood on his own of this very kind of quiet ballad and there wasn't a lot of that. This year we have a lot of power ballads or quiet ballads. So where's his place? Mm-hmm. Where do the votes come from? I guess is my question mark. Because it isn't going to be the jury's fourth and fifth and the public's fourth and fifth and then you don't kind of get the votes that you need. Yeah, I, I see where you're coming from. Standing out of written here is definitely an, an issue, I think. So for me, running order is probably going to be quite important for this song and for this entry. Um, I, I just, yeah, I have him, how does he muscle other ballads out of the way to get those points? Yeah. And that's going to need some pretty good visual representation as well as, as the performance. Also, just maybe the delicacy that you mentioned earlier, I'm going back to pros here, maybe that will work in his favour with these other power ballads. So you mm, never true. know. He's certainly got a point of difference, I guess, with some of the other ballads. Definitely. All right, well, let's go to the team and see where they 
have ranked this. The 20 members of the Aussie Vision team have ranked the song, and it has come in at number nine. Oh, okay. Ninth place. Okay, well, I can understand that. It's it's probably not one that jumps out and shakes you by the scruff of the neck, is it? It's a, it's a different kind of song. Exactly, and I think there could be something that obviously comes out alive from this. But what do the team have to say about this? Well, Michael? let's hear from some of the team there, Dale. We'll be hearing from Craig, Emma, and Mark. I reckon there's probably a really, really good four-minute version of this song floating around somewhere on the internet. Jude has a great voice, and there's a dreamy, just slightly retro vibe that hangs over the whole thing, which for me is really appealing. My only problem is that the whole thing feels like it needs just another verse and chorus in the middle somewhere. We jump straight from the first chorus into the epic, to be clear, bridge, and it just feels a little bit jarring. That's a relatively minor concern, though. Jude presents as very likeable, and he's written himself a really great song here. I Won't Need to Dream is such a beautiful song. You can tell Jude wrote it himself, as he feels very connected to the lyrics as he is singing. His voice is so soothing over this old-time sounding ballad, yet the production ensures it still sounds current. It does sound a little like a musical theatre ballad, but I mean this in a good way. This is quality Disney. I love the concept of the video and look forward to seeing what he will create in his live performance. A lot of people are saying this song gives them Disney vibes, and look, I totally get it, but I actually reckon that sells this song a little short. Because what Jude York has managed to do here is like classic Hollywood on a modern trip. It's ethereal and dreamy, but it's also kind of new and strange and otherworldly. The closest thing I've heard recently is the first track off Adele's new album. And you can't go wrong with Adele, so Jude's on the right track. I just wish it had another minute because it's missing a little something. It feels more like an interlude or a prelude than a fully fleshed out song. But hey, look, he's an amazing soul, and I'm so looking forward to following their journey after Eurovision. Okay, well, everyone very much picking up on that dreamy retro vibe and a couple of comments about that edit and the production choices or arrangement choices that they've done. That bridge or that change in the song does come very early, pretty much a minute in. So I don't know, maybe some people might go, oh, that's interesting or that's just weird. One of the two. And the thing is, everyone's still very positive about that. I think everyone's willing it to be a bit longer than three minutes, but... Mm. You know, I think Mark really um, answered to, to a couple of the other points. There was one thing, yeah, sure, we want a little bit of extra time. But, you know, Disney, Hollywood, again, different views. You know, Emma saw it that way. Mark saw it that way. But I think they're all part of the same brush. And I think we're all enjoying it in our own sort of um, different spectrum of the rainbow. And you're right. People have interpreted this completely different yeah, from their own perspective, they? isn't it's it? Really it's interesting. very, very interesting. All right, Dale, I guess we should go into our rap and ranks. I'll kick us off on this one. You know, there's so much to like about the artist and the song here. And although Australia Decides is about picking our contest entry, it's also the other dimension of platforming new talent, and Jude fits that perfectly. Um, Whatever the result here, I really hope it opens some doors for him in the future. The song itself is very easy and an enjoyable listen, and it really should attract some jury votes here, and I'm hoping some televoters get behind it as well. Look, it's a tough lineup, and maybe other ballads spoke to me a little more than this one, and I have it in ninth place. Oh, you're spot on with the team again. Spot on with the team. 
All right. Well, from my perspective, look, I find this really beautiful and touching. There's something really lovely about this. Um, I believe that story. I can hear. I can hear that kind of down. But when I, you know, pick yourself up and have this beautiful, positive song that almost has that that element that people are seeing their own story in it in a way, which I, I really, really like. I don't think I realized how much I liked this song until I went back and looked at my like Spotify stats about what I've been listening to. <laughs> and maybe that's how I ranked a couple of the other songs. And you know what? When I look back on it, it's something I go back to now and now again. It really, I, I find the emotion really touching. I really, really love the song. And I put it fifth. Oh, wow. That's quite high. Fifth. It is. Yes. You know what? It would not surprise me if a jury ended up having this in fifth kind of thing. It, I think it's about that. It, it's about if it's going to, if you're going to look at that and go, oh, it's a bit Disney or a bit musical theatre, or if you're going to let that in. Mm. And maybe some people will let that in a bit more than others. True. Um, maybe there's demographics. Maybe there's age. I don't know. But it certainly spoke to me. And I, I really love it because this is a really tough lineup. And I think to make my top five, um, I'm, I'm listening to this song a lot. Yeah, fair enough. And it's such a great platform for him and hopefully, uh, uh, you know, something to project him into the future. Yeah. Well, I'm really looking forward to seeing how he performs this and just having an opportunity to perform live on TV. We didn't even talk about that. Mm. Like, you know, this is probably going to be a very new experience for him. And I think whatever happens, it is just going to be a wonderful platform to showcase Jude York, the artist and uh, a beautiful touching song in my opinion. Oh, good one. And and to be honest, I don't know what to expect. So I'm looking forward to just being surprised and delighted on the night. Can't wait. As always, thanks for joining us and thank you for your support. You can follow us on our social media channels at AussieVisionNet. And if you want to support the work that we and 20 Aussie Vision volunteers do and get some really good bonus content, then you can subscribe to our Patreon. The link is in the show notes. Thanks very much. Catch you later.